Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 121 of the Caesar Show. It's your boy, Sir Caesars, and I'm back better than ever. Hope you guys had a great time. Hope you guys have been enjoying the NBA season because the last time that we chatted, it was Terrence Whaley and I, new co-host, yeah, newly yeah. announced co-host as well, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, we discussed the preseason, the top prospect, Victor W., and much, much more as well, too. So I'm, I've been excited. The season already started, like I said, this week, too, now. Um, so much has kind of transpired. Uh, teams to play about four or five games and start to, you know, string along some games. So I'm just excited to, you know, talk about, you know, the newest topics that are kind of been going on as well, too. So before we get into today's hottest topics, ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for my boy, for my co-host, Terrence Whaley. What up, what up? What's good, man? How you feeling, man? man? I'm good, you know, in here, in here late night hours with you, man, trying to trying to knock out this pod episode, so feeling good, man. I'm glad the NBA season is back. Uh, October is always cool because, you know, you got the all four sports on, so as a sports fan, it's, it's a great time. Um, and I'm, I'm praying, I'm praying for the Lakers, but we'll get into that <laughs> later. You know, it's funny. Um, when we record our last episode, cause I'm starting to utilize TikTok a lot uh-huh. and I posted the one about, I forgot what topic. I think it was about like Jamal Murray or something like that. But before we even got to Jamal Murray, we were just talking about what streaming services do we use? <laughs> it's like two or three people to comment to there. Like, yo, y'all sh- about that ah. right now. <laughs> He's like, don't let the government take that joint yo. down. <laughs> Yo, man, nah, bad, cause you know that 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 really is that's it's a it's a it's a blessing that we still have that. So shout out to the internet. Mm-hmm. You know. Also, update internet. Dofu Sports. Uh huh. Go on the App Store, download Dofu Sports. You can watch NFL, NBA games. Ooh. You click it, and it'll send you to a direct link. Sometimes they even have links through YouTube, and then I just stream it like Chromecast it to my TV. Oh, really? So you and can you do that. Can do this off right off the App Store. Off the App Store, dog. Oh, say less. Yeah. Hey, so, speaking of App Store, Barter is in the App Store. Barter is in the y'all. App Store. Yes, we okay. here, man. We here, we here. Y'all, y'all heard it here first, man. So yeah, really, really, really excited for that. But yeah, man, that's that's dope. Though. I'm a, I'm gonna download that app because that sounds official. Mm-hmm. So we got Dofu, we got Stream East, and first row. Oh, oh yeah. You know I'm always gonna rock with the first <laughs> row, man. That's that's the OG in the game for me. So <laughs> I'm still trying to find someone who has local channels so I can get oh. the Clippers game as well too. So I'm a, I'm gonna find that joint within a week or two. Okay, yeah, you gotta get you a little a little a shorty with a with Spectrum or something like mm-hmm, that, man. Mm-hmm. You can watch all the Clippers and Laker games. You want yeah, to. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's definitely blacked out, but I did invest in League Pass. <laughs> hey, good investment, my brother. Nice hundred dollars, you know what I'm saying? You can only use one device, like I said. Oh no, I didn't know that. Yeah, so one device for a hundred, I think a hundred fifty, like two devices. Okay. So literally, I'll 
on my main TV, I have NBA League Pass on, and then I'll use the other mm. websites on my laptop. Okay. So I'll just be a nut like with that joint as well, too. Not bad, not bad. So when did when did Barter officially launch? So Barter got in the App Store like just like three days ago, man. So not even like not even seventy two hours ago. Um, really just finally got like those last kinks out of the way and they, they finally pushed it through. Um, so now like my main thing is just going to be marketing at this point to, uh, really the next two months between now and the end of the year, kind of get my marketing plan and go, uh, so I can start hitting the ground running in 2023 as far as, um, organic marketing, but then also paid as well, mm-hmm. um, to help our, our community grow. Okay. I'm excited to be along with that journey. And yes, if there's yes. anything I can contribute to, you need to help me. You need me to help you find something online. Mm-hmm. Definitely let me know for sure as for well. For sure. For sure. All right, cool, man. Um, you know, I've just been chilling lately. You know, I just came back from Mexico, went to a wedding. Okay, okay. Who very, got very beautiful. Who got um, you met them before. You kind of had COVID last Ooh, year. Yeah, okay. But you didn't that. come out with us afterwards for my birthday. Time, um, do you remember Greg and Kirsten? Mm-hmm. It's it's ringing a bell, but I can't. Greg had like the country this. accent a little bit. He was making okay. everybody at the table laugh. Okay, and Kirsten yes. was like literally to the right of him. Yeah, they both yes. got married. Okay. In, in Cabo um, at the gazebo at the resort. The resort was Ooh. called Secret Spa. So you and your uh-huh. shorty, you don't have to go to that one. If you go to Cabo, I highly recommend that. Okay. And if you go to Cancun, go to Grand Velas. All, expen- all inclusive. Only thing you got to pay for is excursions. So we did like uh-huh. uh, ATV riding one day. Okay. But it was beautiful, dog. Like okay. the soundscapes of the waves, water, you know, delivering each other their vows, hearing birds chirping and stuff like that. I was like, yo, okay. this is crazy. I'm with that. I'm with that. I'm going to definitely write that down so I can tap in later because I'm going to definitely try to go on some some uh, all expenses paid, like, mm-hmm. you know, all inclusive. I've never taken an all inclusive before. I usually kind of just cop the Airbnb and yeah. then, like go go with what it, what the flow is. But yeah. I heard all inclusive is where it's at. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, damn. Now I need me shorty. <laughs> but one thing I, I took away from that is I definitely want to learn Spanish. So uh-huh. your boy's on day three of Duolingo. Okay, okay. So get that streak so up. Gotta get that here. streak up, man. I'm going <laughs> to I'm I'm check back in and see where you at in week two. See if oh. you got 14 days. <laughs> Consistency is key, right? It's just fun. Yeah. It's literally just fun. So I'm starting to like relearn some phrases and some words and all that other good stuff. So okay. hopefully that's good. I think they say you have to put in at least 400 and like, 80 hours just to uh-huh. become somewhat fluent. So I'm like, okay, like an hour down. So we'll Damn, see how it goes. That's, that's some time, dog. Okay. Yeah. I think, right. yeah, you just, it's like chopping at the wood, right? Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So, and it'll get easier when you, once you like continue to put that streak up. So you'll be all right. Yeah. And I got a couple, you know, Spanish speaking friends. So hopefully they can hold me down. Yeah, we can have up. a conversation every now and then and whatnot as well, too. But, Let's let's get straight into it as well too. I, I love I, I love but don't love talking about this team, but they're one of the most popular teams in, in all of the world. And I'm talking about the Los Angeles Lakers. It's funny because I made my whole outline today, right? And the first topic is Lakers, not so hot. Start off 0 and 3. Well, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? They are 0 and 4 right now. They actually in real time just lost to the Denver. <laughs> Nuggets, OMG, yeah. 110 to 99. Russell Westbrook didn't even play, which is crazy. Apparently, he has a hamstring problem right now. They're trying to um, get him off in the trades. That's what they're trying to do. Yeah, and it was kind of a coincidence that he sat out and also Terry Rozier sat out as well, too. So mm-hmm. we'll talk about a little theory about that as well. But on for a start, um, and out of all the teams that have played, I think you guys, Orlando and Sacramento, are the only teams that haven't played. 
you guys are actually dead last in the Western Conference, yep. and you're 29th in the league right now. You're 29th in scoring at only scoring 103.3 points. You guys are last in field goal percentage at 40.7. Dead, dead, dead last in three-pointers made, three-point percentage, Ooh. 25th in rebounding. Um, and it's crazy because, like, to have three superstars, to have such a rich culture, um, you guys have the second most nationally televised games at 27, yep. uh, right behind the Golden State Warriors, man. So my question for you is, what the hell is going on, uh-huh. um, and who's to blame? Like, what's okay. like, what's happening? <laughs> I'm going to start with the second question, because the, the, the person that's to blame is Rob Polinka, <laughs> off top. Like, you got to start with the at the top, at the head, and who's responsible for the roster moves. You know what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, like, I don't care what LeBron AD come into your office and tell you, like, hey, we think it'd be great to have another superstar when AD misses his 40 games. You have to know from a basketball perspective that Russell Westbrook and LeBron James is never going to work out. You have to know that. So the the onus is is on him from my eyes, from a fan's perspective, because you sold off our you sold off another pick in that deal to move and get Russell Westbrook in order to obtain him when you already gave up like five draft picks to get to get AD. So like I I blame him on mortgaging our future on those two. Not even AD because it it AD turned into a ring, but bubble ring. Yeah, oh, here we go. Nah, go, ahead, go ahead. <laughs> but nah, but Russ, <laughs> like I, I just wasn't a good move. So I, I think it starts with him. And then what was your second question? Yeah, who's to blame, and then what's what's kind of going on? Okay, so I mean, from a basketball perspective, like there's there's never been any cohesion or like any um what's that word when you like trying to you know, build that chemistry season mm-hmm. after season. You might not win the championship, but, like, you keep the same roster. But there's so much roster turnover that it's hard to to build that. And I feel like now Darvin Ham has to come in and, like, continue to figure out what lineups are working. And now being on four, it still seems like they don't know what lineups are effective and which ones give the best plus minus and stuff like that. And I think that is what's the growing pains are why we're on four. And tonight specifically, I'm watching the game and LeBron's literally throwing turnovers. He's had seven turnovers. Like yeah, a couple of bass passes trying to go to AD. Yeah. And then, and then, and then when the turnovers happen, he's in the backcourt, not even running like, and, and that just shows me like he's either checked out already in this season or, or like he's just like I'm waiting for a trade to happen and I'm not even taking these games seriously and that's having an effect on the rest of the basketball team. So I, I think it's Rob Palenka, it's LeBron James from a leadership perspective right now, and it's not gonna get fixed until until a trade happens because that's what's gonna bring brand or gonna breathe life into this team. I think an organization. It's funny that you say that because I'm literally looking at the first year that AD and Brown linked up, obviously won the championship and whatnot mm-hmm. as well too. But like you said. You're supposed to keep that that core group together mm-hmm. and just sprinkle in a couple of pieces to get better like each Montrez and every single Harrell year. And Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> Perfect sprinkles, one and two in, in, in six man of the year voting. Like that's what you needed. It's just crazy. Mm-hmm. From the championship team, the only players I think brought an A D, right? Yep. That's crazy. Yep. And I mean I and I mean, even in that stretch, in that bubble stretch, Markeith Morris was playing well, hitting shots. Like, I understand from a from a financials perspective, going into the luxury tax right after that that bubble year was scary because you know you lost a lot of revenue with 
you know, fans not being able to come to the games. But you got to do what you can do while LeBron is in your arena. You know what I'm saying? To keep that team together. And I feel like there would have been much, much more. They would have definitely beaten the Phoenix Suns, in my opinion, in 2021 if they had kept that roster together. But, you know, at the end of the day, like, it, it is on it, it does fall on Rob Palinka. You know, I think when Magic Johnson left originally, like when he parted ways, he saw that like, oh, okay, I really don't have decision making here. It's really Rob Palinka. And now we've seen what Rob has done in the fact of like these bad roster moves, you know? And I, I don't even credit him for bringing LeBron to LA. That was magic. Yeah, magic yeah. So like what have you done for me lately to get this contract extension that Jeannie gave you, you know? So I think the the blame definitely belongs to Rob Palenka and, and partly to LeBron. And what's crazy is one, Darvin Ham, you can only work with what you got, right? Mm-hmm. He's trying to bring in the Bucks basically style of play. But yeah. like you said with Rob Palenka, we've seen for nine, ten years straight LeBron going to the championship. Mm-hmm. What pieces he needs around him. Yeah. Like why is it so hard to find three and D shooters, two way players that kind of play with them as well too. But then like you said, that also kind of cuts into having three max players mm-hmm. there, but what they're making minimum of 44 to 47 million each year. So mm-hmm. you add all them three together, you really only got scraps to deal with in the in free agency. So is it, is it necessarily his fault? Palinka's fault? Palinka's fault? If you had to give a break, a percentage breakdown, Palinka, mm-hmm. the players and Brian, like where is that at? I would give 70% to Rob Palinka. Ooh. Okay, and then I would give the rest thirty percent to LeBron. I wouldn't give anything to Darvin Ham. It's not on him. That's because Brown was because Brown was like, "Give me Westbrook," and you know what? Give him Westbrook. You got you could have got Demar Derozan. Mm-hmm. You got rid of Danny Green. You got rid of KCP. You got rid of Kyle Kuzma, who's been hooping lately as well too. Montrezl yep. Harrell. You got rid of all that Dwight, mm-hmm. Javale, all that. Yes. Ron said they not helping me. Let me let me let me get him out the door. Yeah, I I there's blame to go around, but thirty percent of it belongs to LeBron for that decision. Yeah. And the rest goes to Rob Palinka for for not being able to stand on his own two feet and be like, you know what, this is not a good basketball move having yeah. you and Russ on the same floor together. Honestly, I think what I would do if I I can be the GM. High uh-huh. key. On some Game of Thrones shit. And okay. I can be Daenerys Targaryen. <laughs> Give me my what, what, what's the person that she she consults with the hand of the king. Uh huh. Have a hand of the king and and my consultants, and I will make some goddamn good decisions. I think okay. if I was the Lakers GM right now, I would just rebuild right now. You would tear the entire thing down. Yep. Like send a. I take and send eighty somewhere. Send Bron somewhere. Oof. Send Russ somewhere. Let's Damn. go get Victor and just start from scratch, dog. Because like, what are you gonna do? I mean, I'm either taking that route or. I'll try to trade Russ, but I'm just still figuring out who's going to pick up Russ. I don't know who's going to pick up Russ. Like there was a there was a trade for instance the other day. I think they said Mike Conley, Rudy Gay, and Boban mm-hmm. for Russ. Mm-hmm. Plus a first round draft pick. Plus a first round draft him, pick, which was crazy. Utah's going to give him a first round draft pick. Yes. They wow. Were and they, said, and they no. said no to that. Okay. In a hypothetical, if that happened, does that solve things? No, because it doesn't include Jordan Clarkson. Like, we needed Jordan Clarkson in that deal. They could have kept Mike Conley. But, I mean, 
I, I think so. I think what's happening is I think Rob Palinka is trying to wait to see which teams are okay with tanking because I think what he's saying is like I'm not gonna include these two first round draft picks in 2027, 2029. I know LeBron's not gonna be here. We're gonna suck. I need those picks. He's saying okay, well let's see who really wants Victor. I'm gonna send you rush straight up. You guys send me your your veterans that are giving you guys wins that you don't want. And Thanks. you can send Russ home, and then you can tank the way on, you want to. John Walsh, yeah. And I think that that's just what what it is for now until twenty games go, and and it seems less obvious that teams are tanking. You know what I mean? And I think that's just what Laker fans are gonna have to wait on, which is gonna be too late. Twenty games go by, like they could be five and fifteen at that point. It's done to me. Like you're not coming back from five and fifteen. So I think I think at the end of the day, like it's. It might have to wait till December fifteenth when those first um, newly signed deals become um, trade eligible for them to move Russ because they might be able to say, well, you know what, we'll take Russ, but we also want X Y Z. You know, maybe not a first round draft pick like one of your players that have been playing well. Like mm. I don't know, but but yeah, I I it's Rob Palinka, man. Like Rob Palinka should have been able to say, hey. This doesn't make sense. Like, Russ is the only superstar that we can get as a third wheel. But to be honest, it's not a better basketball team than what you have now. And he didn't make that decision. And what's crazy is, like, to help those future first-round picks. Because mm. if you get rid of those picks and get another a nice player to come in or role plays, whatever you want to do, mm-hmm. if it still don't work out, you still got AD and Braun to get the picks back. Mm. Maybe I have to like look it up to see if that's legal. But like, if it all if all else fails, you can get the equity back. You know what I'm saying? How how do you think AD's value looks like right now, though? Well, we have our five bet. first round draft picks. I think I think two or three. Okay, well that's low. I still rather have him how he is now over fucking Rudy Gobert. Okay, well Rudy got five first round draft picks though. I think I think AD can give you at least two or three if he plays seven. What we said sixty. I know you watched that game. I know you saw his back. My back. <laughs> so I don't know. It ain't getting to sixty. I'm probably telling you. I'm telling you. Hey man, what do you have to eat? That's still twenty five and ten. Okay. Well, yeah. I guess. I hope so, man. They need something to go. Something's gonna happen. Um, but we'll, we'll continue to monitor that. But wait, what was your answer though? What percentage breakdown or or like whose fault it was? You about to say Brian? Oh, I mean, I think it's all right. Fifty fifty. Fifty fifty. Okay. Because, because Bron is the Russ? real dream. He asked for us. He gave away basically championship DNA. But I think in his mind, he's like, all right, I'm getting older. I know I can't play 82 games anymore. I want someone to take that load off of me. And Russ played well in Washington, played almost 70 games or whatnot that year, and he was durable. It just didn't happen to work out. So I blame him for that. I feel more, we'll talk about this a little bit later, I feel more bad for KD's situation than Bron's situation because Bron was the one who wanted that trade to happen to get uh, Russell Westbrook. And then as a result, you got shitty at, you don't have any, any cash space, like I said before, and you kind of suffering at this advanced age. And then obviously the GM as well too, because like you said, you have to, you got to be the top dog. You got to be like, I hear you, mm-hmm. but I'm not listening to you. <laughs> and I'm going to do what I think is best for the organization. He didn't do what was best for the organization. Mm-hmm. So moving on from that, What's going on with Russ, man? Um, like I said, he sat out against the Denver Nuggets the other night. Um, and out of the few games he played, he's averaging 10 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, career low in minutes, which is shocking. He had 28.7. He's shooting 
43% from the three-point line. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. And 29% from the field goal, which ranks last among all active players that have touched the basketball. Yep. What's going on, man? Honestly, I think it's, it's well, number one, it's a hangover from the summer or watching all of this you know, trade news like that ain't never good for any team, anybody's psyche. I feel like um, all of the smoke about him not wanting to be there is also true. I think, but then I saw something today on a timeline that he just bought a crib across the street from LeBron. <laughs> so I don't really know right, wait, what's what? going on. I really don't know what's going on. Is that factual? On. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I've seen that from an actual reputable source. So let me not say that. But oh, wow. um, I think, I think. At the end of the day, Russ has never been a shooter, and I think that he knows that when he gets the ball, his shot attempts are already at a premium because he's the third option on the team. So he has to work harder for shots that he's ever gotten, and most of them are only coming from the three-point line because he's getting the ball swung to him at the end of the shot clock or, like, or like just in there with players that like aren't going to create space enough for him to get, you know, efficient shots at the rim. And when he gets shots at the rim, he's missing. So like I I just think it's all around bad and he's just in this mode of like we're not good enough to be a playoff team. So I'm really out here just running around. <laughs> like that's kind of what I get from us. No, like when that when they were playing the Clippers, that's probably the most competitive I've seen them play. You played, and like you played hard, and like try to like actually get a win versus like what I saw tonight going up against the Denver Nuggets. And oh God, I never thought I'd say this, but I miss KCP so much, man. You play so um, well for them. I would just say, yeah, man, like Russ. Russ has never been a shooter, and that's okay. You know, we don't even need him to do that. I, I'd rather just see him do what he did against the Clippers, play good defense, rebound, push the pace, and don't turn that bitch over, dog. That's all he needs to do. Them three things, and he'd be valuable. The Lakers would, like, the Laker fan base would love him for that, but he is constantly turning the ball over and shooting shots that he doesn't need to shoot. Like, you, you could be wide open at the top of the key and – dribble that joint in and and miss a shot at at the at the free throw line or at the cup and we'd be we'd be better with that than we would you shooting at the top of the key mm. yeah man that's just tough man i was i was literally looking at his highlights back in 2018 when he had mellow and, and pg so good amount of floor spacing and you know they saying presio does a good job at working with what he has but mm. There was a point in time where Russ's midi was unguardable. Yep. Like even though he wasn't a great shooter, he was he was very solid in the mid range. That free throw line, that free throw line. Mm-hmm. I used to hate it as a Spurs fan whenever we matched up against them as well too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was looking at that. I saw how athletic he was and how great of a finisher he was through contact as well too. But most mm-hmm. importantly, that joy. And like mm-hmm. you said, from the trade rumors and not doing well last year, it kind of bleeding into. This season, just watching the game, it looks like he doesn't have that joy anymore as well, too. And that's the price that comes with playing alongside LeBron James from early on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. LeBron wins, it's all praise to LeBron. Mm -hmm. LeBron lose, it's blamed on you. Third (laughs) option. It's always that third option. It was Kevin Love before. It was Chris Bosh. Then now it's Russ. Yeah. So it sucks. Um, It sucks as well, too, man. Um, I hope he can figure it out. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know he how he's going to figure won't. it out. He you won't. Not, think, in the Laker, not in the Laker jersey, no. You don't think so? 
No nah, man, the damage is done. Like we just done. They talking about trade suggestions every day on Bleacher Report. Every time I get a Bleacher Report notification, it's something about Russ trade ideas. I'm like, damn, <laughs> they hate you. And no matter how much you try to block it out, he's exactly. always gonna find a way to see that shit. Exactly, exactly, and that's hard. You know, you going into crypto. I'm not even gonna say crypto. I, Staples Center, and you know, you know that they don't want you there, man. That's tough to hoop, bro. Like I understand it. Yeah, it's mental too. Yeah, that's so. just crazy. Like I, I just don't understand like how from your early years, how every year you gradually got worse as a shooter. Your athleticism is what's that is what goes away. Your IQ gets bigger, and your shot's supposed to be more fluid. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing people like. Ja Moran or like even Jason Kidd from back in the day or mm-hmm. Giannis right now. Mm-hmm. Even um what's his name that's shooting right now? Uh the center. Andre Drummond shooting threes. I'm just like, yeah. what's mm-hmm. going on, dog? Like mm-hmm. I think it's so I think it's mental. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that and that love of the game really will take the um ferociousness out of your out of your game, man. Like what what Russ is the epitome of Russ is like you know, when he dunked on Rudy Gobert last year, like that energy and he don't have that right now. So Yeah, you think he's gonna come off the bench for the Lakers but when it's all said and done? I mean, I I don't know, man, because Austin Reeves didn't look all that great tonight either coming, you know, playing, you know, and starting lineup. But I just think at some point they'll have to make a decision so that Austin can get comfortable in the starting lineup. And I think he he has a better basketball IQ than Russ and shoots it better. And I think that's why he needs to play in the starting unit. And then you just, yeah, you give Russ the, the, the six man, you know, off the bench minutes and just be okay with that. Like j- try something. Cause you tried last year, all being started lining together and it didn't work. But it was crazy. It's like, even if you have him as a six man and he has that, that freedom to play to his style. Yeah. There's no shooters around him. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's true. There, I mean we only really have one bona fide shooter on the roster, and his name's Matt Ryan, and I think he went to like a D two school. So, I mean I don't really know what they're gonna do about the shooting thing. I I I read something the other day. I think that they're trying to go get Mo Harkless on some three and D, but I think he shoots forty sub forty from the three point line. So there's just not a lot out there for them to go and get, but. With Russ coming off the bench and not having LeBron adjacent minutes, he can at least know that like him and AD could play that two man game or be able to not think like, oh, I got to pass to LeBron or like just go out there and hoop ferociously the way you are trying to do. But you can't do that when you know they're trying to trade you. So yeah, it's that's hard. tough. My, mm-hmm. my next topic for you, you know, obviously we've seen players in the past, um, you know, Am I saying it right? Blackballed? Blackballed? Yeah. Yeah, blackballed in the past. Mello, even John Wall, to an extent as well, too. J.R. Smith now. J.R. Smith as well, too. Uh, That's my next question for you is, you know, could this be the last year we see Russ in the league? I think it depends on how how he handles this situation right here, man. I think... I think he performs so poorly in post-game interviews. Like No accountability. No accountability, and it's just like Ben Simmons. But, like, <laughs> if you want another contract, like, you got to understand, and I know he, un- he understands this, but you are always auditioning 
for your next team, even when mm. you're on the team that you're on, especially in an, a contract year. So for for him, like I think it would be great, just like how Melo was in Houston. I think that might have been the first time he came off the bench. I'm not yeah. sure. Okay, that was the first time where NBA GMs were like, oh, okay, so he will accept a, a role off the bench. And then that opened up other opportunities for him, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's it's got to do it's got to be like that for Russ. Like if Russ was like, you know what, I'm gonna take the bench role right now, see how I how it how it goes, and then GMs will be like, oh, okay, maybe he is trying to do what's best for the team. But right now, the way it's looking, like if I were an NBA GM, I wouldn't want him on my team. So like I'd have to, I, I would lean more towards not necessarily blackballed, because blackballed um, uh, assumes that you kind of, you know, you did something, you know, maybe not with a negative connotation, but just like that nobody really wants parts of you. People know Russ is still talented enough to hoop in the league, just like John Wall's got his opportunity. But like, he needs to be able to accept the role and do the team thing just like D-Wade did when he got older, like Carmelo just did, you know, these past two years. He's got to be able to be willing to accept that. And I think Darvin Ham is about to test and experiment to see if he'll be able to do it. And if not, I don't think he'll he'll be playing much longer. Yeah, because I'm thinking now it's like he better do it now because mm-hmm. if, it, if it goes the John Wall route, and at, well, first and foremost, John Wall wanted to play. He didn't even care about coming off the bench at a certain point in time. Mm-hmm. But they were just like, "Nah, we're just gonna pay you to stay home," just like how they did Al Horford. But if that happens to him and he gets traded this year, mm-hmm. I don't think he's gonna be willing to come, willing to accept coming off the bench at all. So this is his last time starting. And I'm just looking at teams right now. Mm-hmm. Every team damn near has a point guard, dog. Mm-hmm. Let's just go down the list. Bucks got Drew. You got the backcourt in, in the Cleveland with Garland and Diamond Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Brent Cesari in New York. Boston got Marcus Smart and Malcolm Brogdon. Atlanta Hawks, you already know that backcourt. Mm-hmm. Raptors got one. I mean, maybe possibly Chicago because Lonzo Ball looks like of. damaged goods. Yeah, maybe he goes back to one. the Wizards. But other than that, I mean, maybe Miami possibly. Other than that, I just don't know out of the teams that we kind of listed where he would be a good fit. But more importantly – what assets would be coming back to the Los Angeles Lakers? Mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, I think the two deals that look the best right now is the Charlotte and Utah deals. I think was it Terry Rozier Terry for Rogier. him straight up? Well, I thought it was Terry Rozier and Gordon Gordon Hayward and something. Yeah, MJ would do that. I mean, if he's trying to tank, yeah. I think if they take the shy Glizzy route. Let Lamelo play like thirty games and then have an undisclosed injury. Yeah, even with the pieces out there with Rozier and with uh, with Hayward, I think they can still be a trash team. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. And I mean, Utah's like four and one right now. I know that's not what they're trying to do. So I mean, at some point they're gonna have to make a decision. So I, I think, I think for Russ. It it's definitely going to have to be like yo, and and then, and another thing is he just fired his long term like long time agent like so I I'm wondering too like who is in his camp that's saying like yo like you might want to come off the bench because hey like in the next what do you still want to hoop five years from now like do you see yourself in the NBA still because I think at some point like 
it will have to become a reality for him. And it just, I don't know if he's willing to accept it, like you said. Pride is the devil. I think it got a hold on me. Shout out to J. Cole, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Carl Anthony Towns called out Anthony Edwards publicly. Um, Crazy. They ended up beating the Spurs the other night, but a few nights before that, they got smacked by the Spurs. What the f- are we doing, San Antonio? We supposed to be tanking. Pop, relax. Yo. Stop being like Bill <laughs> Belichick, dog. Come on, man. Trying to win with nobody on the roster. It's crazy. What? It's, it's crazy. crazy. It's crazy. So it took a huge L. And apparently Anthony Edwards, uh, I think it was a back-to-back that got smacked. He said, there's just no one to me to be bad on back-to-back, th- back-to-backs throughout my three years I've been in the league. And every time I have a back-to-back, I do bad in the second game. I got to figure out whatever the strategy is. I've got to get that together. Sound bite from there. Obviously, Cat comes back on. I don't know if he's trying to be a leader. I don't know what he is. But um, apparently, like a year ago, uh, Anthony Edwards was trying to make a joke to get a uh, – sponsorship or endorsement rather from um Popeye's chicken or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So Cat got a sound bite and he said, maybe I could do a better job of teaching him how to take care of his body, talking about the back to backs. Die and everything town said, that'll be on me. I know y'all think it's funny up here when he talks about Popeyes and all that shit. That doesn't make me happy to hear. We're high level athletes as well too. And right now with the Timberwolves, you know, obviously they got um Rudy Gobert who's supposed to be you know, the reigning defensive player of the year. I think he won two, three times already. Last year in the NBA, they were 13th in the NBA. Defensive rating this year, they're 14th. And offensive rating, uh, they have went down like five mm-hmm. as well, too. Um, but as far as, like, the sound bite goes, how do you feel about that? You think it should be something that should, you know, stay in-house um, between the players themselves within the locker room? Do you think it was a bright idea to kind of put him on notice publicly that way all that can kind of come to you and be like, all right, well, I need to get on my shit. What are your thoughts on all that? I think it should have stayed in the locker room for sure. Um, I think, and I also don't know if Carl's the, the, the right person to say this, <laughs> but hey, I don't know. I, I think, uh, like, I don't know if Carl or Ant are the leader of the Timberwolves. Like, I think it was pretty obvious yesterday or last year that Pat yeah, was the was the leader. So I don't really know like why Carl thinks like <laughs> and again it's like that also is leadership. It's like, you know, to put that moment out into the into, you know, the media for them to be able to dissect that and then ask questions about that later. It's like, man, you should have just kept that to yourself and you know talk to Ann about that on some like you know just pull them off to the side and practice and be like yo like like let's see how we can you know do better with our body so that we that way we can get to the second round and third round and shit like that but I don't know I yeah it was it was it was the wrong move to me from a leader of your team and organization yeah I would never let anything uh leave in house as well too unless I have a ulterior motive behind it as well too so like you said I don't think I don't view him as a leader I mean he, he hasn't done anything honestly when you think about it it was coach Tibbs who was a leader it was Jimmy Butler and Derrick Rose that one time yep because Wiggins won a leader after that and obviously you can tell there's no leader I mean they kind of had veterans with with Rudy yeah but I don't know what they're trying to do. Obviously, they're trying to give the keys to Anthony Edwards, but I'm just trying to figure out, like, outside of D-Lo, him, mm-hmm. Rudy, like, who was the other veteran that you can kind of lean on? And that was Pat Bev. So that's going to be kind of interesting as well, too. So I think they'll still, obviously, they'll, they'll be a playoff team. Um, but 
there's nothing that makes like I'm not scared of them at all as I was last year. I think they'll just they'll still be a team that either gets bounced in the first round or if not the play in. And this and I'm still kind of confused on like Rudy at the five and Cat at the four. Cat got a guard forwards. I you know you saw, I know you saw some shit on Twitter. I I was I was I was uh, I was lost at the five first round picks for Rudy in the first place. Like I was I was I was like whoa, because again like I I watch Rudy all the time in the playoffs and I watch point guards like just eat him alive. Eat him and I'm like whoa, what is he doing on the floor sometimes like so I I don't know I don't know what they're trying to do the whole twin tower thing like that to me doesn't work when you're trying to score points just like you said like their 14 you said an efficiency on the offensive end mm-hmm. like I think that they should have went with I mean Carl at the five but I guess you know they're trying to preserve him I I mean and is Nas Reese still on the team I can actually check for you. I think right Na- now. Nas Reed is still on the Timberwolves, and he is playing really well. I think I seen him. Yeah, well, he's he was, playing. He was he was hooping against the Lakers when I saw him, and everybody gets off against the Lakers. But <laughs> he had a pretty good playoffs last year, and I'm like, you should continue to try to elevate him and try to get him in that starting lineup with Carl, and that to me is a more like playoff uh, looking uh, lineup. Mm-hmm. But you know, hey. I think Rudy, um, he he provides you know obviously defense and a great regular season player, but from a from a um, from a playoffs perspective and just going at matchups all the time, you know, down the floor and mismatches and stuff. I don't know if I see that working out for them. Mm. Yeah, we're gonna see. I agree with you. Playoff. Carl, oh, Carl, man, yeah. <laughs> I just I don't. He he also like AD does not take the next step to like become dominant when they have these. Uber like body. You don't think AD was dominant though? Do I not think AD? You don't think he was like taking those steps or? Oh no, he was. But I'm saying like it's stagnant now. Mm, Like to me, just like Ben Simmons, Carl Anthony Towns is to me. Other than the three point shot that he is, he has come along in and like obviously like being in a three point contest was dope. Like that's to me is the only thing I've seen in his game improve since he's been in the league. I agree with you with that. So like. I need I need more from these Carl Anthony Towns, these Ben Simmons, these Anthony Davises. Like I need them to like look within themselves and be like, yo, like I could be a monster every time I'm down the floor. And it just doesn't seem Carl like wants that. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And I've always thought in the league as well too, like it's a guard slash forward driven league. So yes. it's very hard because most big men got to get the ball in their hands. Yeah. So it's very hard to initiate the offense and, and do all that other stuff as well, too. So I've always right. thought it's been hard, but I do agree with you. I haven't seen any incremental improvements or that next leap where I'm like, all right, like you are the centerpiece. You are going to get us from point A to point wherever as well, too. So that's pretty interesting that you brought that up. Like Joel, like every time I'm down or like when Joel's playing at Anthony Davis, like he's going at him every possession. And I'm like, that's what I want to see from Anthony Davis. Yeah. You even saw Joker, Joker anomaly though. Yeah, tonight he was cooking him like thirty-three tennis, having something like that. Yeah, it's too easy for him, man. Will the real Ben Simmons please stand up? Where are you going? You know, like back in the day when you had when you were in elementary school, middle school, they had the the chocolate, the that the chocolate milk, I think the strawberry milk, and then mm-hmm. the, the normal white milk, mm-hmm. and on the side it had the missing person. <laughs> 
Where is Ben Simmons at right now, dog? For the for for the regular season so far, he's averaging five points, six rebounds, seven assists. He's averaging five fouls, and he's shooting forty three percent from the free throw line and committing four turnovers as well. Too sounds like him to me. What, what's what's going on, man? Like, at least give me. Rookie Ben Simmons, but I, I want to hear from you, from Terrence the Great. He, what is going on, with Ben Simmons, man? He don't even look like he want to play basketball right now, man. Like he not even like the Ben Simmons I knew in Philly was like okay, like yeah, you you some some possessions you would come down the floor and like obviously they sagging off you like five feet and you know obviously because you're not shooting the jumper, but there would be other possessions he come down and like attack that that gap and like get to the basket. He didn't do that all tonight. Like while I was watching him, you know, against Milwaukee, like Bobby Portis is guarding you, dog. Like with two feet in the paint, and it's just like try to attack him. You know, like try to get some points. Like I seen on Twitter, like <laughs> a bunch of people like making jokes about how they they trying to take all of the unders on the parlay bets that they have of Ben Simmons. Like it's a bunch of like, will Ben Simmons score over or under nine points, and everybody's taking the under. Like. Obviously, I like that is so funny because it's like we know <laughs> you know you're gonna hit that one. So I think Damn, I think I need to start um, betting. Not bad. Yeah, you got to get in there. But Ben, like I don't know, man. Like it might just be like there might just be some dudes in the league that just like I'm I'm here to collect my check. I'm cool with being in the league. Like he is he is in that class of the same players that look the exact same way they did when they came out in the draft and are just bigger, stronger, and have more experience, but their games have not evolved. And when I look at him and I look at his stat line, I'm like, yep, that makes sense. That makes sense because that looks like a player that doesn't work on his game in the summer. And if he does, he's playing against players that he is better than, not training with, you know, the peers of, like, Jason Tatum and, like – um Jalen Brown, Devin Booker, yeah, yeah, like Giannis, that, them, yeah. that, 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 that peer, that class of like players. I don't, I never see him working out with them or like going at them, you know, in summer like uh, with pro am games and like, and I'm just like, well, where is he? Like, does he just he works out with like his trainer and like, I don't know, you know, because there was there was all those videos in the summer when people was ragging on him about not taking that that layup or whatever. And he was taking jump shots, pull up jump shots in this like gym or whatever with his trainer. And I'm like, you you get on a basketball floor and you don't do those things. So it's 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 weird. You think it's you think it's mental? Yeah, it's mental. But I think it's also just like this uh it's like this cowardness, like of like you teased it's you teased the NBA world because a lot of people when he came out, thought he was next Bron. The next Bron, exactly. His fresh, his rookie year, dog. I think he averaged like sixteen, eight, and eight. Mm-hmm. Summer league, obviously, had, obviously had a crazy summer league. He broke his foot, came back looking mm-hmm. like a monster, dog, mm-hmm. a monster. Especially that stretch when Joel and B got hurt, so he was just surrounded surrounded by shooters. Like you said, he was attacking the rim, or he would draw he would draw the double team and kick that joint out. Mm-hmm. Looking like one of the best defensive players, freight train. Mm-hmm. Wasn't always the best free throw shooter, but wasn't afraid to shoot the free throw. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I looked at him his rookie year and I looked at Giannis, at that point in time, 
if you'd have told me Giannis would be better than him by a million percent, I'd be like, no, he wouldn't. But that mentality, that yeah. mentality is a, <laughs> that mentality is a real thing, dog. Yeah, Giannis want to rip your heart out every possession, man. And he was ripping his heart out all all night. Yeah, man. I mean, I I seen a play like. He went right at Ben Simmons and his chest scored on him and did the little, you know, the you too small for me. And it's just like, and then you go out on the other end and this is how you can tell <laughs> certain players is just built different. When that happens, certain players. You get mad and you want to. You going to go attack him. And no. It's like he tried and he stopped. I, I remember that play as well, too. And then just watching the game, like you making it hard for Katie and Kyrie already. Yeah. If you're telling me Katie and Kyrie getting you almost 30 and now y'all still losing, it's crazy. Yep. All the games that they lost, if he was just Ben Simmons, we're asking him to be Ben Simmons of old when you should be at your prime right now, your peak yep. right now. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy. Like I would see a lot of possessions where the team would miss a shot, he get the rebound, or he has a chance to just push the ball up the court. And then once mm-hmm. he gets towards like the free throw line ex- like extended, he would just pass it out. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't even look at the basket. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy. Like he's probably gonna get a, an award this year for being the best screener. He ain't even doing that right. He getting like two, three <laughs> moving screens each game as well too. But like you said, looking at him, he looks like he's disinterested. He's looking like he actually cares about the outside noise, and that's affecting him. I feel like right now, mm-hmm. I might give him the benefit of the doubt because back injuries, uh, as well as your ACLs, those are tough to kind of come from. He got surgery on it. We saw what happened with MPJ and whatnot as well too. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's something where he's not wanting to attack. But like when I see the the clear matchup, uh, whether it's one on one in half court set or whether it's through transition, I'm just like, yo, you you should be bullying. Mm-hmm. Just off getting points in the paint, he should get fourteen points alone off of points in the paint, dog. Yeah, fuck, fuck, missing the free throw. Just do the shit. And I mean, it's it's so stagnant to their offense when you have a player who has their defender with two feet in the paint, and like you're essentially playing four on five. Like, and it's not even like we all know Ben Simmons has a great basketball IQ, but like I'm looking at him. And he's like trying to initiate the offense, and he like the basketball goes over here, and his whole body is is east west, not north south. <laughs> and it's like dogs, like you have to, you can't do that. You can't do that in the NBA. You cannot telegraph like where you want to go with the basketball, and like start your offense at so short in the shark in the shot clock. Like I just, I think, I think what they're trying to do right now, and I saw this a lot in the first half was obviously Ben Simmons is is orchestrating and they got Kyrie off the ball. I think they got to go away from that. I think they got to get Ben Simmons, like, either put him in the dunker spot or have him in a pick and roll where he's rolling to the basket. Just give him easy looks. Yeah, man. But but put him in positions to score the basketball when he gets the ball because – Is Steve Nash going to do that? Probably not. (laughs) Probably not. But, hey, who knows, man. Like, you got to – but he he has to be a threat to score the basketball, or it's four on five. Yeah, if he's not a threat to score, they're going to be a forty-two and forty team. Yep. If he's a threat to score, and what we've seen the first two years it was easily conference finals, mm-hmm. easily as well too. And now players on the defensive end, well, on the offensive end, but on the but on the defensive end for him, like they don't even respect him no more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And obviously, like let him get the transition buckets because he's really good at that as well. Um, I'm not sure where Brooklyn ranks, you know, defensively in the league right now, but I know if they can get 
they can turn their defense into offense a lot like what the Lakers need to that, do. I thought that's what they brought Ben Simmons in for, dog. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. And I saw a lot of times when they could easily try to get um, an attack at the basket or a transition three, um, he'd just be jogging. Like he did, he he wanted no parts of trying to score the basketball. I saw, mm. I saw early it went viral already. Kyrie's like, Ben, shoot the ball. Oh, he said that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. I'm gonna show you it after this. He yeah. said, "Yo, shoot the ball." He was pissed. Oh, damn. Yeah. Um. And he had a, like a post game interview and whatnot. He basically said, "I'm tired of you guys asking me about Ben Simmons. Like, we're gonna continue to give him positive affirmations and whatnot, but it gets real corny when you talk about it. So that's gonna be <laughs> something that happens all year." But he literally hey. yelled. I thought I was a fan at first, but he was like, "Yo, shoot the ball." Hey, Kyrie to the Lakers, 2023. <laughs> we got you. <laughs> One thing we're going to do is shoot the shoot the rock. We might not make it, but we're going to shoot it. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, man. So we're we going to see what's happening with that, man. But it just makes me think about KD. Like, I see why you want to trade, man. Just a lot of dysfunction from the top down. And, and I told you. I now we're just going to have to exert even more energy when Ben Simmons is supposed to come in and make it easier for all you guys. Just imagine if they still had James Harden right now, dog. Yeah, should have went to the Knicks, bro. <sighs> It's all Kyrie's fault. At least, at least, if you would have went to the Knicks, you would be popular. They don't even talk about you. They don't even. They, they only I got seen, like five or six nationally televised games this year because <laughs> they ain't know what was gonna happen. This Bro. is we probably ain't gonna see another one till like Christmas. <laughs> I don't even think they on Christmas. <laughs> I seen I seen an article where they was talking about they not they not selling out. You know, yeah, they had the low, they had the lowest ticket sales. Exactly. So I'm like, yo. You went to the wrong squad. You went to the wrong squad. Shit, I wish I was in Brooklyn right now. I'd just get a season pass and just be heckling. Just chilling. Just chilling. Just watching uh, KD and Kyrie. Like, what? I can move up to the 100 level bet. <laughs> Shit, I bet you could pay for the for the nosebleeds and, and walk on down to the lower bowl for sure. I bet. So um, I'm going to give him. I'm, a, I'm not sold on it, but I don't like to give up on human beings in general. Oh, okay. I'll give him until Christmas time. You gonna give Ben Simmons till Christmas time? Chris- ben Simmons. Okay. I'm gonna All give him right. until Christmas time. If it's the same shit and I'm not getting double digits, I'm off him. Okay, I'm gonna tell you right now. You ain't he stole that. money from Philly, right? Yep. And I think if he continues to play like this, I swear to God, <laughs> after his contract's over, I don't think he's gonna play in the league no more. He either gonna go to Shanghai oh, and be a legend. I'm going to tell you right now what he's going to do. Or he's going to retire. Go ahead. I'm going to say he's going to turn into a model. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, swear to God, he's going to turn into a model, dog. I'm telling you. (laughs) He's not trying to play basketball. Yeah. It's one of those things. He he likes the idea of basketball. He's naturally good at basketball and what it comes with. And exactly. And what it comes with. Yeah. you yep. can't you can't what what's what's that uh that 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 natural proverb you can steer a fish to water but you can't make it drink yeah mm-hmm. that nigga just gonna be starving out Damn. here i don't i don't think we uh disagreed on anything today dog <laughs> we on the, we on the same page. it's crazy man it's crazy <laughs> um it's it's been crazy this year in general with like players players and teams in, in tandem just scoring so much um uh-huh. This year, there's 10 players averaging over 30 a game um, and 40 players averaging a minimum of 20 points. And overall in the league, 147 players in double digits as well, too. Mm-hmm. Why do you think there's such um, an improvement um, in scoring 
you know, right now in the regular season. I know it's only been a couple of games, but what do you think that's attributed to? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I lean on uh, what Kevin Durant said on the uh, the Old Man and the Three podcast with JJ Redick. I just think it's 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 spacing, man. Like it's it's much much easier for you to score when you're playing in a five out offense than it is when there's two bigs in the paint or even one big in the paint. Um, and I think with everybody trying to space the floor, you know, post Warriors um, dynasty, we may not might not even be in the post dynasty. We might still be in it, but um, everybody's trying to shoot, so everybody's outside of the paint. And you already know the NBA is pro freedom of movement, so I just think it's a lot harder. Plus, again, you've got. You know, the best scorers in the league also get to the foul line as well. Like most of them probably that are that are averaging 30 probably shoot over 10 attempts at, at the free throw line. So that right there is your 10 points a game. So I think I think it's a mix of free throw shooting and a mix of the spacing itself and everybody being able to shoot at least one through five in your starting lineup. Yeah, I agree with that too. And I also think that teams just aren't on a string yet and they're still trying to you know figure out the chemistry mm-hmm. obviously you see the teams that have kind of been intact together the ones that are kind of thriving right now as well mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. um and i feel like kind of like even with football offense usually gets ahead and defense is what kind of picks up as well too mm-hmm. and obviously they they're getting accustomed to the style of play because a lot of these a lot of these top tier teams or top tier players haven't really been playing in the preseason mm-hmm. and a lot of them nowadays i mean they run they run games and whatnot but i've heard from a lot of players like I haven't even played five on five since the season ended well too. So yeah. I, I think it's I think it's a combination of all those things as well too. Um and even with the inflated stats, like as teams start to get used to everything and start to game plan and see these teams multiple times, I feel like we're definitely gonna see a lot of these points um and players go down and then and the teams yeah. go down and and, and, and everyone kinda settling as well too. But it's been fun to watch. But I definitely agree with you. Like it's just kind of crazy to see how clogged everything was in the early 2000s. And like you said, now because yeah. of the Warriors, well, Phoenix was actually the first iteration with that with Steve Nash, yes. but yes. how everyone's kind of modeled their game after the Warriors, or you can say like Phoenix when you have everyone spread out. Mm-hmm. Even when you go play pickup basketball, don't nobody be in the paint no more, dog. Everybody's stopping at that three-point line, man. And I, I think um, it's it's a beautiful game to watch. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, it it it's... It's like it's so scary when I go to the like watch the playoff games. Cause it's like, damn, like this shit's so hard to defend. Like, you you really gotta like be able to defend one through five, and even the fives can put the ball on the floor and get to the basket from mm-hmm. the three point line. So it's just so much pressure on the defenses now. Um, but you, every team has an incredible score. So like you gotta then game plan against them but then also be able to have good team defense. And it usually seems like every year there's only, like, a few elite defenses. So even, you know, in the playoffs when things – when you're uh, – when coaches are allowed or able to focus on one team, those teams are still going to get off because everybody can score, you know, in the mm-hmm. league. So yeah. I think it's 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 good for the league, um, great for television ratings, people watching the game. Um, and I'm also glad, you know, that, and this is something from the, uh, from the Netflix documentary about the, the, the redeem team. I still need to watch all that. Uh, oh damn. You ain't tapped in yet. I think I start. I started before I left from Mexico and I okay. fell asleep right when Kobe was just talking about 
Pau Gasol, I'm gonna go oh, right okay. at him or something like that. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, there's a there's a little stint in it where they talk about how, um, obviously, like when they lost in 2004, when it was like LeBron, Tim Duncan, Allen, Allen Iverson, like the that the world has caught up to them. You know what I mean? Like as far as like the Luka Doncic's, but even before Luka, like the Manu Ginobili's, Dirk Nowitzki's, like it's great that the that the amount of prospects that are coming into the league is so rich now that even if you're picking in the second round you're still getting a good formidable player and the amount of talent in the league has risen so i mean it's crazy even look at the top tier players right now like top five mm-hmm. three of them in the top five if you want to argue are foreign players exactly yeah. luca joker Greek Freak and Bead. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> that's kind of crazy, yeah. um, as well too. But what I always say is, all this scoring looks good and whatnot. But like you said, defense wins championship. Mm-hmm. And till this day, I'm going with a guy who is either a freak of nature like a Giannis or is a three level scorer. Mm-hmm. I'm always going with that in the playoff time. Okay. So Utah is out to. We mentioned it earlier. Well, you kind of you know just kind of talked about it, but we didn't go in depth with it. But I, I thought that Utah was one of the teams Danny Ainge was the mastermind at trying to tank um, as well, too. Right now, they're currently 4-1. and one. Yep. That put them second in the Western Conference. And if we kind of expand that for the entire league, they're the third-best team in the NBA, man. I mean, what do you think is attributing to their success? Because they, they're supposed to be in the victor sweepstakes, too. Yeah, um, I think I think that they thought that they would have gotten rid of the some or the competitive players on their roster by now. I have not seen them play though, so I, I really don't know what is uh, attributing to their wins. Um but I would just especially since they got rid of their um their coach uh, from last year. But no, Schneider, yeah. Yeah, Schneider. Um and I think it's it's kind of like what you said, you know, the beginning of the year, there's always this period where um, you might get teams that are playing better than that they're supposed to um, or that they're playing above their weight, uh, essentially, before the veterans finally start to kind of come up and like really become the cream of the crop of, you know, the standings. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think I do think it's in Utah's best interest to tank. I think that they know that. Maybe not to get in the Victor sweepstakes because there's only so many teams that can yeah. really get into that. But I think that all of the draft picks that he accumulated in the deals, I think they almost have not as many as Oklahoma City has acquired, but like they're like second to them in the mm-hmm. amount that they have. I think it's just in his best interest. He just knows that it, they're not trying to contend this year. So yeah, I think this. I think the new coach is just a stone cold killer. I think he's kind of like the Miami Dolphins route where they had that black coach. He wants to win. Oh, okay. but there's going to come a point in time that they're going to have that conversation and be like, all right, well, this is the sample size we had. Let's mm-hmm. start lowering minutes. Let's start oh. doing this and this and that. So I think that's, what's going to happen. One, two. I also think that the teams that we already had preconceived notions about who are going to tank, yeah. I think a lot of teams aren't taking them serious, so they they're kind of shocked. Like, oh shit, these these dudes are actually like kind of good. You still got some role uh-huh. players there, and then like what you said earlier as well too. Let's have like an open tryout to see who can get traded because you know these veterans don't want to be in a losing situation. Yeah, yeah. So I think they're playing their hearts out, and then like you said, maybe by December or whatnot, if they still good or at five hundred, they're like, all right, well we have these draft picks. Let's accumulate even more. Let's take on expiring contracts, mm-hmm. and we'll ship you out there. 
Because you got Mike Conley, like you said, Jordan Clarkson, you got Kelly Olenek, you got Marketing, you got a lot of dudes that are hooping right now. So, any of those teams that are in need of depth and need to um, solidify their roster to make that run and be a contender, there you go right there. So, I, I think those are what's attributing to their early success for sure right now. And I, and they're definitely going to start to fizzle out a little bit, I, I think. I hope so, man. I just, I, just, I, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I, Utah 3-1, I, I think I think that they'll, that they'll definitely come back to earth for sure. Okay. So, obviously, this was pre-recorded, but Portland um, was the hottest team in the NBA. They started off 4-0. I think Damian Lillard suffered a calf strain the other night. Um, against the Miami Heat, so Miami Heat finally got that dub. But uh, what do you attribute to Portland's early success as well, too? Was Dane right at, at staying loyal and being with his squad right mm-hmm, now? What's mm-hmm. going on? I, I attribute it to Anthony Simons, man. Like, he's he's hooping. Like, he's he's definitely a breakout star um, and, on, and on his way to maybe most improved player of the year um, Ooh, if he continues to like hoop. That. So I, I think – that um, that spark from a young player can really help galvanize a team early in the season. I attribute it to that. Obviously, Dame is hooping the way he's always going to hoop. Um, but Anthony Simons, I, from what I've seen from him so far, like it's it's I think infectious to that team. You know. Yeah, and then you finally got um, you know you got Dame healthy. I think yeah. Dame would play like ten, fifteen, maybe twenty games. Chauncey Billup finally had a a full year under coaching and you said the emergence of Simons. And like I said earlier with just the pace and space and teams not getting used to things as well too. And and teams thinking they're not going to be good. I think that got him out to a hot start, but Dame's just one of those players. Like you can put anybody on his squad and he's going to at least get you alone 40 wins as well too. So Mm -hmm. um, I think they're going to kind of be like the wizards of last year. I think who were like number one in the East for a little bit, or like the Atlanta Hawks the past couple of years to start off hot. And I think they're going to fizzle out and end up being like a 42 and 41 team playing team. In my opinion, I want to see, especially with that cash train. Yeah. I want to see Dame do well, man. Cause I love watching him play. I mean, he's, he's fearless. He is, you know, I mean, his game, it, it, it speaks for itself. It's beautiful. Like, I love watching the old 30-footer, like, fucking fade away. Or it looks like it's fading away. It's really not a fade away, but it's like he's, like, leaning to the side in cash. Like, it's just, it's beautiful. But, you know, I don't know. I, I think until they get, oh, you know what, actually? Mm-hmm. I also forgot about Shaden Sharp. I forgot that was a draft pick this year, yes. right? He looked really good in preseason. I mean, I've seen highlights. I mean, he can get it off the dribble. I think that their that their future is bright so long as I don't know, like maybe if Jeremy Grant stays there um, and like really builds out to be their like um, perimeter like guy while Anthony Simons and Shaden Sharp kind of take form. Um, Yusuf Nurkic got to stay healthy, but – I like their roster a lot better than fucking the Lakers. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. <laughs> nah, that's crazy. Um, so, if you had to just pick one team that you're most impressed by this year, who's uh-huh. that team? Um, I, so, I would go uh, with the Pelicans right mm. now, man. I think, I think they are growing up right in front of our eyes, and they're really saying, fuck the Lakers. Y'all have AD now, and we're past it. You know, and I think – that's really fresh to see. Um, I really hope that they continue to get – I'm not sure how many national and televised games they have this year. 
Um, but they look really good coming out, um, fresh starts. And I, I want to continue to see them do well and, and, and Zion grow into that role like we talked about on the last uh, pod episode. Uh, really try to see what role, you know, looks the best on him and, and, and continue to be healthy and, you know, turn into maybe – you said I think you said a top four seed. You thought that they could be. Yeah. So I think um I want to see them maybe be like last year's Memphis and do go above and beyond of what people expect from them. Mm, yeah. I think that was a sellout answer. Mm-hmm. They made the playoffs last year and we and we said once they get Zion back, they're gonna make some noise as well too. Mm-hmm. Um I kinda changed my answer last minute. Oh, okay. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm okay. gonna go to New York Knicks, man. What? Yeah, they've been impressing me with that Jalen that Jalen Brunson okay. um and Cam acquisition too. and Cam. Cam has been hoping. And finally, R- finally, bro. Somebody I, I know finally. you one of the people that weren't sold on RJ Bear as well too, but he, oh. he's putting a little bit of work and I see a little bit of improvements from Julius Randle as well too. I'm liking it. Okay. But it looks like Coach Tibbs is just letting them play free. And Coach Tibbs is like that that JV coach or that varsity coach who you got to play JV before going straight to varsity. He's always relying on his best things. Finally, letting the young players play, but they're very very fun to watch. So if yeah. you haven't checked them out already, um, definitely check them out. I think they're going to be a playing team, but there's they're definitely going to make the playoffs this year, and and I think they can definitely give a team a run for their money. Um, and they might they're not going to get out the first round, but they'll definitely mm-hmm. take a team six or seven games. So okay, I only saw them um, on the opener, yeah, against Memphis mm-hmm. um, and Cam. You know hit that shot to kind of send it to overtime. Um, but I thought, you know, from what I saw, I mean, just from that first game that they had that, it's it's really important through an 82-game season that you like each other, like that yeah. you play for each other, but that you also like each other. I also get that vibe from the Wizards. I think Kyle Kuzma just, uh, you know, put out a quote, and he was just like, you know, we like each other. And it, that, that lets me know that when they got rid of Montrezl Harrell, um, and somebody yeah, cancer, else thing. that, you know, there's, you know, team cancers that, you know, you get rid of and you get, you get better. <coughs> Russell Westbrook. But anyway, <laughs> you know, we're going like, to see. Water, dog. I got you water already. <laughs> we're going to see, but you know, I, I hope it works out for the Wizards and I also hope it works out for, uh, damn, who was we just talking about? The Knicks. Yeah. The Knicks. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. I, hope it, I hope it works out for both those. Okay. Teams. Okay. Cool. So if we had to give, and that was early, if we had to give power rankings, um, who would be the top five? I'm going to go first. Okay. First, I'm going to go Boston, reigning Eastern Conference champions. Um, even though they lost Ime Udoka, it seems like the new coach that kind of, you know, stepped into everything. He's basically running the same thing. And since these players have been together, it looks like they're on a revenge tour right now. That's one. Two, Portland for overachieving and beating some pretty damn good teams along the way. Dame time, everyone, you know, hasn't been talking about him enough as well, too. But he's a top two, top three point guard. I mean, it's kind of hard because it's like, do you put James Harden one? I mean, as a point guard, do you put Luca as a point guard? I know James used to play the two, now he's a one. Mm-hmm. But you can argue Dame Lillard's a top three point guard right now. Three, Memphis. Josh has been on a tear. And to have Dylan Brooks in the lineup and not to have Jaron Jackson for the foreseeable future and still put on the show and, and get those dubs, I got to put them at three. Mm-hmm. Four, Pelicans. I know Zion <clears throat> just went out. Uh, they're being cautious with his with his hip. They're also, you know, I think, uh, what's his name? Brandon Ingram's had like a concussion. He's in a concussion yes. protocol. But 
while they're all together, they look, like you said, dangerous as well, too. Mm-hmm. And to see them get that W over the Mavs the other night was just CJ, and CJ shot like 5 of 20. Mm-hmm. Just lets you know the depth that they have, the trust that they have in one another, and like you said, how they like each other and, and what their coach is kind of doing, mm-hmm. um, you know, just having them hooping. And the 5, we saw tonight, Giannis Antetokounmpo, no Chris Middleton. Mm-hmm. It's just a beast amongst men. Mm-hmm. No one's stopping him right now. Like, I... I, I really got to go back in time and, and look at, like, Bron at his peak in Cleveland before his second stint and then his four years in Miami. I I know he was a freight train, but I don't think I saw a power like this. Maybe it's just been so long and I'm, and I'm older now, but I've never seen a dude this powerful. Um, but those are my top five picks for power rankings right now. You can okay. comment on what I just said, or you can go straight into your power rankings. Well, who would they be? I think. Uh, well, I think I think you got Milwaukee a little low because I got them number one. I, I oh. feel like I feel like since they still undefeated and because they're oh, winning so well without without Chris Middleton, like to me they're they are still tough. Obviously, just came off a win tonight from Milwaukee or from, uh, yeah. from Brooklyn. Um, that they look extremely good. They're a veteran team, and they have the best player in the NBA. Um, I'm gonna give it to them until until they show me something that they're not. You know, I feel like they um, they can obviously get better with Chris Middleton coming back into the fold. Um, but I, I like them at number one right now. Number two, I have Boston. Um, I, I I like the addition of uh, oh God. Why am I blanking on bro? Malcolm Brogdon? Yeah, of Malcolm Brogdon. I got you, Doug. But I did think he was going to start, though. I knew they wanted him off the bench. And I, that that kind of took me by surprise. But I do think that their team still has the cohesion from last year. Um, I think it's going to take some time not having Ime Udoka. But they still look good on the television screen when I watch them. Um, I think they have the best chemistry with a – they have the best chemistry with a mix of talent to me um, to get them this this high on the power ranking. Let me ask you this before you get into your last your last three picks. Mm-hmm. If Boston, hypothetically speaking, gets back to the conference finals, actually the finals, do you get rid of Emmy Udoka? No. Keep him and let him come back. Mm-hmm. Mm, I don't think I I don't even think that that should have been in the news, in my opinion. Yeah. So I don't think that a man should lose his job for that. Don't be fucking Unless you're the president of the United States, then you can get impeached. But other than that, I don't think I don't think you should lose your job for that. Yeah, I think so too. Okay, um, so one, you got Milwaukee. Two, you got Boston. Who you got after that? Third, I I like what I'm seeing from Portland right now because they're okay. playing with they're playing with the energy that you need to start off the season. So I have to have them in the top five. Um, really hate that you know Dame um, went down on the calf strain today. Um, you know. You, you obviously want to see your leader continue to be healthy. Um, so we'll see what the news is. And that's that interesting that you say that because I think, like you said, if the Lakers, hypothetically speaking, go like 5-20, and 20, then the, the season's pretty much over. Mm-hmm. But a team like Portland, who is off to a hot start, mm-hmm. if they go on a hot start, they can afford to lose a couple games as well, too, and still be in playoff contention. So, right, right, right. Like you said, with that Dame injury, I, I, I want to see how things kind of pan out. Players mm-hmm. are gonna have to step up, but mm-hmm. it's an interesting thought as well. And it's a great time for Shaden Sharp and Anthony Simons to see what they can do you know, without him as well. So okay, so we'll one see. you got Milwaukee, two you got uh, Boston, three you yep. got Portland. Yep, yep. And then four I got Memphis. Um, okay. They came out the game, or they came out the gate strong too. John Moran had a great, you know, opening 
opening two games really, you know, scoring forty plus points. So I think I think for now, um, again, the one thing that I I see that is missing right now is uh, is Jaron Jackson. I'm not sure if he's if he's come back off injury yet. Mm. So I, I want to see like them at full health and full strength. <laughs> I think that I mean, man, I keep saying this, but. And I'm afraid to say it, but they're my dark horse pick out the West this year, bro. They, they could possibly win a chip this year, dog. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I think I think the way they're looking right now and the way Jaw looks, I think if he can, I think if he can withstand, because what scared me was like, okay, they they put those first two games together, looked amazing, and then they got blown out, blown out by Dallas, like back to back. I need to see. I need to be able to see them. Like, okay, you're gonna put the pedal to the metal. You know, these two games, but like, give yourself the time and like energy to be able to stretch it out and be able to sustain it. That way, you don't give up a playoff game here and there, trying to put so much energy into all that. Like, shit, we 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 run up the chimney and we we use all this energy on one game and then we 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 lay an egg in the next one. So I want to see them grow as the season goes along. But I do believe they're a top five in power rankings. Mm-hmm. And then my this is another one. This might actually shock you. But the Cavaliers at number five. Why? Because they also, just like Portland to me, look good out of the gate. And even tonight, they didn't even get the best game out of um Donovan Mitchell. Out of Donovan Mitchell, and they obviously don't have Darius Garland because of, of injury. But they still took care of the game that they're supposed to win because they're the better team. And I think that is a sign of growth. Um, even in just like the beginning of the season, winning games you're supposed to win. And they have one of the better records in the NBA. And I, I think that their that there's that their team also has that proponent of we like each other. You know what I mean? There's no cancers on the team. And I think that that for me, from what I've seen, looks really good in the Eastern Conference right now. And I think that they could they could also be a top four finish. Yeah, I think they can be a top four or five finish. So and then I think the ceiling though is a second round exit. Okay, we'll see. Because Darius Garland, from what he showed me last year, young Dame, and and to add Donovan to that to be able to finish games off with the emergence of a Mobley, yeah, could really shock people. Mm. <laughs> I don't want to revert back to this, but Brooklyn had Jared Allen. Karis LeVert, bless you. Thank Spencer you. Dinwiddie. You flip that into Harden, and then from Harden you get Ben Simmons. Yeah, man. That's crazy. General managers need to be called <laughs> to the carpet for those decisions, man. But, yeah, I, I like the Cavs. Um, I don't think Portland will stay in the top five too long. I do think that they'll they'll return to earth, um, especially with the injury to Dame. Mm-hmm. But I, I like the Cavs at full strength this year, man. I really do like the team that they put together. I think they have a bench. They have, um, I guess what they don't really have outside of Donovan is a lot of veteran leadership. I um, guess, yeah, they, I guess Donovan and Love. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, those w- two. Would you say that Allen's, doesn't have that veteran leadership yet in a sense. Oh, uh, Jared Allen? Yeah. Not really because I don't see too much playoff experience. You know what I mean? Okay, like I, I experience. But but I think him and Evan Mobley, like I, I do think um offer a really, really good um tandem and they play well together. And I don't I don't know, like I know I talked about Rudy Gobert and um Carl Anthony Towns earlier, 
But I, I from what I see from Jared and and Evan Mobley is again that that chemistry to try to figure out like what works for the both of them to stay on the floor together. And I don't know if Carl and Rudy are gonna figure that out this year. Maybe they do, and maybe they prove me wrong. But I think it looks better on the Cavs than it does. In yeah, the rules. and Evan Mobley can guard every position too. Yeah, Rudy and Cat can't. So they're going to be put on blunders yep. the whole season. It's yep. going to be real nasty. I can't wait to see them nationally televised games for them as well, too. Yep. Let me ask you this before we get into our last topic. Um, when Garland comes back, is it a clear pecking order? D-Mitch 1, Garland 2, Mobley 3. Do you think Mobley stays steady or takes that next leap? This is a great question um, because I still really don't know what Evan Mobley's um, ceiling is. And Chris um, Bosh, maybe. Mm, or Young KG, maybe. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> if it's that, then watch the fuck out, man. Like, they're going to be really good if that's the case in the next few years. Because, um, but I mean, to answer your question, though, um, I do think that that is the pecking order. I think that, you know, Darius Garland will set the table. Um, but Donovan is their best player, at least today. Um, and I think what will ha- happen is what, how much do they get out of the defensive end? Obviously, you have Jared Allen and Evan Mobley at the rim, but you need like Okoro um, to, be to, to, to be able to step up and, and defend the wings, the the Jason Tatums of the world, um, the not necessarily a Trey Young matchup, but like you know, you need to be able to defend those Eastern Standard or Eastern Conference teams, um, so that you can finish, you know, in the top four. So I do think um, that is my team. I, I I love the way it was built. I love when they went and got Donovan. That was a shocking trade because I thought it was going to the Knicks, but um, when I saw that they got him, I was like, you know, hey man, that's a nice backcourt, and I think I think that. Donovan and Darius will carry them enough in regular season games to get to that top four seed. And then Evan Mobley, it'll, I'll just be paying attention to see how well he continues to develop throughout the season. But I do think he will take the next step. I'm just curious to see them in the playoffs. Like mm-hmm. you can't hide either of them. Yeah. So, and they're small. That's true. I think, you know, at the end of the day, like, you know, Donovan, like, we'll see. Cause I mean, he, he wanted to win when he was in Utah, you know, and I think, yeah, he wanted to be in a bigger market, but you, you cannot deny that the team that you have right now looks really good, you know. And, like, I think you he'll make the next step because he has not had a player, I think, as as talented as Darius Garland on his team. So Honestly. I think so I think he Honestly. will he will he will take advantage of that. Mm. And he already started building that chemistry in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah. Top five MVP candidate picks. These are C's picks right now. Number one, we got John Morant averaging 35 points per game, seven assists, four rebounds, shooting 55% from the field and 60% from three and 86% from the free throw line. Like I said, no Jaron Jackson. Mm. Only lost like one game, putting the team on his back. Looks like the modern day AI mixed with D Rose and just got that swag and got Memphis just turning up right now. Mm. Number two, I got Dame Dollar. If he, if he played the other night, they would still be undefeated, in my opinion. It was a very, very close game. Didn't play all last year. Didn't run from the grind. 33 points per game, six rebounds, five assists, shooting 50% from the field, 40% from the three-point line, and 92% from the three. And number three, we got Jay Smooth, JT, Jason Tatum. 
Didn't like how he went out last year in the finals, and he's on the vengeance this year, averaging 33 points per game, eight rebounds, four assists, shooting 56% from the field, 38% from three, 9% from the free throw line. Looks like he's going to join that 50, 40, 90 company. Um, number four, we got the killer, Luca. 33 points, eight rebounds, eight assists, 48% from the field, and he's just having fun. And number five, shockingly enough, James Harden, even though they're only one and four, one and five right now, he got his groove back. He's looking like James Harden of old, got much stronger, slimmed down, and looked like his quickness is back as well, too. He's averaging 27 points per game, eight and a half rebounds, 10 assists, shooting a career 49% from the field. 38% 38% from the three and 96% from the free throw line. Terrence Whaley, who are your top five MVP picks? For sure. I mean, thank you for delivering those numbers. <laughs> we actually have um, pretty much the, the same top five outside of James Harden. Okay. Um, just in different order. But I think the only two that matter to me right now um, and what I think is going to happen is John Moran and Luka Doncic. I think those will be the two at the top. Um, they they are obviously like when you're watching the the game like they are the most talented player on the floor and they're also the most valuable player on the floor and I think it'll come down to a lot of like what um, the MVP voters love to see is the the record between whose team finishes with the best record and I think that that's gonna be Memphis you know and I think I think the way Jaws playing right now he plays so electrifying. He's a fan favorite, and like when you're watching him on national televised games, like he he he's like Allen Iverson. He's like so like you know Polarizing. entertaining, yeah. And and I think that that will feed into his narrative and event and, and ultimately get him the vote. Um, Jason Tatum, and and that that's the thing about J- Jason Tatum. Like for me, just recently from this past year, where we kind of got to see him in that playmaker role yeah. where like he would get two feet in the paint, like get doubled and then swing it out to the corner. Like those are great plays. And like, he's now expanding his game for the first time that I've seen. Um, but I don't think that like, I don't think that it will amount to more than what jaw will do. You know, I, mm. that's why like J- JT's numbers will always be there. Always be good. Um, but I think those two players, Luca and Ja, are are going to be head and shoulders over all the other three that we just named. You know, um, so I I think Ja is my pick um, ultimately to get it. Yeah, I want Luca to get it though because Luca's my that's my guy. Like, I actually, <laughs> the dime. I, I really do fuck with Luca. Like he's he's um, Clippers like, kryptonite, even though he ain't win yet. Yeah, and he's the Phoenix Suns kryptonite. Like other than obviously they just lost. What you say in the playoffs? Everybody want to act tough on the air? Yes, bro. And, and oh, I love when he do that move where, like, he go to the basket and then, like, he fakes and then turns around. He's about to shoot a, a, a fucking post fadeaway and then fakes again and steps in. Like, yeah. It's smooth, man. I'll be like, yo, he be getting y'all with that other side. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, I think um, those are the two, um, and I think Ja will ultimately get it. Okay, okay. I'm shocked you didn't put Giannis in there. The reason why I didn't put Giannis in there because of like the fatigue. LeBron effect. Yeah, voter yeah. fatigue. It's like they give it to you two years in a row and then they stop. I think who's most likely to get three in a row is Joker. Mm. I think with I think with Jamal Murray still trying to get his groove back and mm. being very inconsistent and MPJ going to be on this 
kind of like the load management with with, 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 with what Kawhi is doing. Granted, they got new pieces with Bruce Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, even DeAndre really Jordan's right now, playing too. well. KCP. And Jeff Green's been Honestly, Aaron well Gordon playing well. So, never mind. <laughs> never mind. They, they, they revamped. They did yeah. the right way. That's how your organization should be ran. But yes. uh, I thought you were going to pick one of them. And I thought with how much you're talking about Cleveland, you're going to pick Diamond Mitchell. But it looks like mm-hmm. it's also by committee. Yeah, man. It's always about it's always about narrative. And it is narrative I think based. People love Jaws. Ja. Like not his it's nothing's really poetic about his story and like that, other than the fact he came from Murray State. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um but like you're the number two pick. Like it's we expect you to be this good, but it's it's the it's the character that surrounds the story that I think gravitates the fans and the voters. So I think that that's really what will get him, and then the numbers will speak for themselves. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Any closing remarks? Um, like I always say, man, you know, continue to hustle hard out here. Um, I and, and write your goals down and what you expect from them. My my one of my favorite rappers said that Dom Kennedy said, "Write your goals down and what you expect from them." Mm. And you know, it might be a tough first half of the year for you. You know, January through June might be tough, but July through December, you know, you can hit all of those goals. Like, you just got to continue to work hard for what you see. And, um, you know, anything that you want in this world can be yours. You just got to write it down and, and go after it. So. Really got living proof right here from yeah, Terrence Whaley underscore. For sure. Um, yeah, I always try to my best to write down my goals the day be- the night before and you'd be shocked, ladies and gentlemen, when you write that shit down the night before, nine times out of, nine times out of ten, you may not get to all of them, but you're going to damn sure do majority of them as well, too. Mm-hmm. But what was that thing you just said? Write down your goals and... And what you expect from them. I don't think I've ever done that aspect, what you expect from them. Mm, okay. So yeah, it's, I'm, I'm about to implement that. Yeah, man, that, that, that helps me because... Like for me, it's like it's always about like affirmations. Cause I started, I, I changed in 2022. I changed the word if to win. And that changed a lot for me, man. Like affirmations. And then what you expect from them is it helped me change my, um, how I see myself. Cause it's like, if I expect to hit the goal, like I could write the goal down and it's like, it's cool. But it's like, what do I expect to happen after that? Like I expect, happiness or i expect uh, a larger salary or like just whatever it is that you expect to happen make sure you write that down along with the goal that way you you know what is supposed to happen next Mm. you know for yourself creative visualization Mm -hmm. i love it i love it well ladies and gentlemen that was episode 121 of the caesar show make sure to subscribe on all forms of social media at the caesar show at sir caesar's at terrence willie underscore we out peace